Covey sends one deep out to center. Back goes Taylor. At the wall. It's a grand slam of Isaiel Garcia. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. show uh with a little story about what my day has been like so far unless you want to get right into the complaining about the brewers or the complaining about thursday night football no we have a little time for that we have the next two hours quick story to start uh my day began with a five o'clock alarm i'm not built different when it comes to getting up early getting up at 6 30 or 6 15 or 605 to go fishing or even to come into work uh, no problem Five? <laughs> you, you crack me into the five o'clock hour, especially pre five thirty. I am I am not built different. My alarm went off at five, and I made my way uh, to a local tavern here in Lacrosse, as so many of us did for Oktoberfest. I had four drinks, I believe, before seven thirty in the morning. Do you know what kind of havoc that wrecks on someone's? Uh, body chemistry and internal clock. Do you know what kind of like play action fake I'm pulling on my body and my brain today? My body thinks it's three in the morning right now. This is the most bizarre thing. I've, I've spent my workday sobering up and uh, will probably go out after my show and fire it back up again. My body's very confused. Let's just let's just say that my I am Mike Zimmer and my body is a quarterback and I am I'm pulling all sorts of different levels of deception on, on my body right now. Yeah, my day started. I called into over the line this morning at about 605 uh, half in the bag at 605. I don't know if that's something I've ever said before. Talked about the Brewers with Ebo and Rowdy hung out with Bill Michaels, the big unit today a little bit. Showed him all the fine people and the fine tradition that my city has to offer. It's been a heck of a day. I wish we could say the same for our Brewers. Man, they're down bad right now. Let's get into the show. We can talk about them. Talk about the Packers a little bit as well tonight. This is the Wisco Sports Show. Happy Oktoberfest to those who are celebrating. And you might be thinking, Grant, look, look we, we get you live in Lacrosse. We get it's Oktoberfest, but not everyone listening to the show lives in Lacrosse. Well, let me, let me just behind the curtain here. We're not on in Madison tonight. Ebo and Rowdy got their Badger extravaganza going where they're, yeah, I don't know what they're talking about, third string tight end on the Badgers or, you know, which assistant coach that I've never heard of needs to step up and do a better job. I don't know. They're doing that in Madison tonight. So between you and me, speaking to our lacrosse listeners on WK2Y and perhaps our uh, Eau Claire listeners, Sports Talk 1051, maybe you're listening on our newest affiliate this week, WAM, this is such a tongue twister, sorry, WMAM Sports Radio. We get it. You know, the, the problem is when you start talking about your traditions and, and your celebrations in your town, the Madison folks, they get a little defensive because the Ma- Madison people, they, let's, let's be real. They, you know, we're the we're the state's capital. We have the Division One football team. We, we, we have Mifflin and Freak Fest, although not anymore. So <laughs> RIP to Freak Fest, you know, just between you and me. We, we celebrate Oktoberfest. I think the Northern Wisconsin State Fairgrounds had their Oktoberfest two weeks ago. And no doubt, great Oktoberfest celebrations in the Northwoods and over on the other side of the state for some of our newer listeners on Sports Radio 570. So 
I, I don't mean to be exclusive to those who aren't in lacrosse, but really the only people who have a problem with it are the elitists in Madison who are currently talking about their 2-2 two and two college football team. <laughs> 608-796-2558 if you want to call or text the show. I'd love to chat with you tonight. Um, Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Of course, you can always find me on Twitter. I just spent my day tweeting gifts of beer today. I should fire up another one here in the next hour or so. Ebo is going to be here at 4.30. I recorded a conversation with our beloved morning show host uh, earlier this afternoon. Got his thoughts on a couple different things. Excited to play that conversation for you. And in the second half of the show, I do have a conversation with Bart Winkler from earlier this week. Uh, that's, that's pretty darn entertaining. I had a good time talking with our friend Bart, who has launched a podcast uh, that is excellent. And I was on his podcast earlier this week. He said, Bart, I'll come on yours, but you got to come on mine. Um, <laughs> that sounded really dirty. Oh, let's start the show. Last night was supposed to be an elite night of sports. We were promised two outstanding games. Brewers only a half game back from the Phillies after Philly lost in Chicago yesterday. Thank you, Cubs. Thank you, Cubs. Uh, And the Brewers were going to have their moment last night. They were going to pull into a playoff spot. It was going to be great. We were going to feel it, okay? Then, Thursday Night Football, Dolphins-Bengals. Bengals Bengals are this exciting, up-and-coming, dynamic team. Got off to an 0-2 start. They're trying to, you know, get back on track, get back to their winning ways. And the Dolphins look like a legit team. So much speed at wide receiver. Tua and Waddle, and we all love Mike McDaniel. And um, I I don't, did I say Tua and Waddle? I meant uh, Tyreek Hill and Waddle. You get my point. The Dolphins are fun. And because we are NFC people living in the state of Wisconsin, we don't get to see the Dolphins a lot. So they're in prime time. That was supposed to be a great game, just like the Brewer game. And I feel like we were robbed. On both accounts. Both games sucked. Admittedly for very different reasons. Let's start with Thursday Night Football and then we'll get into the Brewers for a few minutes. Neither team deserved to win Thursday Night Football last night. Neither team deserved. I, I was not excited for either team. Now, last night, the Bengals up end up winning 27-15. The Bengals didn't deserve that game. Dolphins didn't deserve that game. Everyone was tweeting and talking about the same stuff last night and today about Tua. How do you let him back out there? How do you even come back in the game on Sunday? Look, I I don't need to get on my soapbox and go about some long rant about how we need to prioritize player safety. We all, we agree, right? The Dolphins did Tua a major disservice by sending him out there last night. If he was concussed on Sunday, he wasn't ready to play again on Thursday, and luckily it seems like he's okay, but I, I don't think anyone is is saying what went on with the Dolphins and Tua is okay. I mean, for gosh sakes, I was at the bar this morning, I ordered a bloody it five minutes to 6 a.m., and they were showing the Tua replay on NFL Network. It's like, gosh, it's 5.55 in the morning. I haven't had coffee yet or vodka as I'm waiting for my Bloody Mary. I haven't even had my Friday morning vodka yet. How can you show this replay? I mean, it's just, it was bad looking, and it was a really bad look for the Dolphins and, by extension, the NFL, and I think it soured everyone on that game. Selfishly, it soured me. Now, it's not about me. I'm not bummed that Tua bonked his head and ruined my football game. I'm bummed that Tua bonked his head, but that really soured the game, especially from the Dolphins' perspective. They didn't deserve that win. And the Bengals and Zach Taylor didn't deserve that win either. I swear, what is the obsession with Joe Mixon? Zach Taylor coaches Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, and an offensive line that they invested a lot in in the offseason. And it's... Run the ball up the middle for a yard. Run the ball up the middle for two yards on first and 10, second and 10. It's like, my God, it's like I'm watching Paul Christ here, except if Paul Christ had a really good quarterback and really good wide receivers. 
I don't know why the Bengals do this. I don't know why Zach Taylor does this. That was supposed to be a great Thursday night football game last night, and it was ruined on multiple fronts. Very lame. And I feel like my Amazon, I should cancel my Amazon Prime subscription. Why am I paying for that? Just kidding. I use my mom's as I talk about a lot on this show. All right, let's talk about something else. All right, let's shift to this. Let's talk about the Brewers. I watched the replay of the Brewer game. They had Bally Sports Wisconsin on at the bar this, as well this morning. <laughs> Getting to the seventh, the eighth inning. I was like, oh, I wonder how this is going to go. Freddie Peralta looks like he's pitching really well. He's really cruising. He's really he's really sitting guys down. Watch it at the bar. Oh, God. The replay on Bally Sports Wisconsin after a bad game is always the worst. Now, we could get really mad today and yell about the Brewers and how they've just failed so miserably in so many different ways in 2022. We could do that. Uh, And if you want to call in and do that, I will give you the floor. If you want to call me or text me 608-796-2558 and go on a rant and yell and and scream into your phone about how the Brewers were a massive failure this year and all the things they did wrong, go ahead. Go off. But I've done enough of that. I'm tired. I think you've heard me say my piece about the Brewers at this point. I, I don't. I don't have another Brewers rant in me at this moment in time. I'm to the point now where I'm just going to laugh because you got to admit this team is hilarious. This team is, is really, really, really funny. Now the problem is we are the butt of the joke. The joke is on us. This humor is at our expense, but it is humor, right? Like what's the line from pirates of the Caribbean with Jack Sparrow? Where it's like, you must be the, the worst pirate I've ever heard of or something. And Johnny Depp is like, but you have heard of me. Look, it's the same with the Brewers. Like, yeah, we are the butts of this joke, but it is a joke. And it is funny. The way that this team just finds ways to painfully lose games. There are teams that will go an entire season without losing a game as bad as the Brewers lost last night. And it feels like the Brewers have lost a half dozen games like that. The Rockies game a couple of weeks ago. The Mets game. The entire Pirates series coming right out of the deadline. This Brewers team somehow has found a way to lose six, seven, just insanely mind-blowing painful games. And yet they could still make the playoffs. In fact, the way the Phillies are playing, they probably will make the playoffs. I just, I I can't, I can't. (laughs) I can't. I can't anymore. I can't get upset. I can't get my hopes up about anything. This team has has killed me. They have killed me. And now all it's left to do is, is laugh. Like I was just listening to the song before he came on air. I was listening to the song, He's Gone by the Grateful Dead. The lyric is, there's nothing left to do. But smile, 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 smile. They, they keep singing it. There's nothing left to do with this Brewers team but laugh anymore. Because, come on, I know it hurts, and I know these these losses stink, but they are really, really funny. I mean, Avi Garcia. Avi Garcia hits a grand slam off Freddie Peralta last night in the eighth inning. If you watched, you know what I'm talking about. You probably saw it today, and if you listen to any sports radio, you probably listened to a show before me that talked about this. You know what happened last night. Avi Garcia got revenge on the Brewers, hit a home run. Avi Garcia is 31 years old. He's hitting 230. He, coming into last night, had seven home runs on the year and 31 RBIs. I don't know where that puts him in relation to the Mendoza line or league average or, or, or whatever threshold he's around for, for whatever type of quality hitter he is this year, but he has been great. And yet he hits his eighth home run of the year and four RBIs in one swing of the bat because, of course, he did. 
And another thing that I found pretty funny about what happened in the Brewer game last night in the eighth inning, that grand slam, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But just the way that it looked on TV and the angle that I saw in Valley Sports Wisconsin and on the replay, it looked like that ball was really close to the top of the fence, and it looked to be right in the neighborhood of, of catchable. And you think, well, maybe if Lorenzo Cain was out there. <laughs> you see what this team is doing to us? You see what this team is doing to me? I'm starting to think, well, if only Lorenzo Cain was playing center, maybe you could have caught that ball. Oh, my God. And I turned on our morning show this morning over the line, and I called in just after 6 o'clock, and Rowdy is rumbling and stumbling and rambling about how Craig Council did this and Craig Council did that. What do you you guys want from my guy, Craig? What do you want from him that he has not already tried to give you? It's like the giving tree. Oh, you want my leaves? Here, take my leaves. You want my branches? Yeah, go ahead. You want my trunk? Go ahead. He's a stump. Craig Council has been reduced to a stump. He's tried every reliever in every role. He's tried every guy in every capacity. He's tried letting his starters go long. He started pulling him short. Like with Eric Lauer last night, I think he pulled him after five because Eric Lauer is coming off of an injury and he can't afford Eric Lauer to go down. They're already doing one bullpen every pass through the rotation. You can't pitch Eric Lauer seven innings, get him hurt, and then have him go back on IL after Adrian Hauser just went back on IL, and you're already ramping up Aaron Ashby from coming back from the IL. What do you want from Craig Council? The crowd out there that wants him to be fired or is blaming him for these losses. What specifically do you want? What do you want him to do? What button do you want him to push What lever do you want him to pull that he has not already pulled or pushed or tried? He's done everything. This team isn't that good. Now, if you think Craig Council should be relieved of his duties as the Brewers manager because they need a new voice, it's just not working, it's stale. Okay, but let's not act like Craig Council hasn't tried every different approach with every different player. This team stinks. They have one trustworthy arm in the bullpen. It's Devin Williams, right? We thought Matt Bush was great. He hasn't been good. Taylor Rogers. Taylor Rogers is a home run waiting to happen. Taylor Rogers came over at the trade deadline. And he said, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I've been struggling with this and that, but I've been keeping the ball in the ballpark and that's a great sign. And now the ball is leaving the ballpark. Since the trade deadline, the Brewers have allowed 33 homers, which is the second most in all of baseball. For those of you keeping track at home and you should be our friend, Kurt Hoga, the journal Sentinel as he tweeted that out nine hours ago. <sighs> I don't know what to do with this Brewers team anymore other than laugh. Nothing left to do but smile, smile, smile. I'm actually going to pull up the lyrics to this song. He's gone lyrics. Gone like a freight train. Gone like yesterday. Different, he's gone. Uh, Nothing left to do but smile, smile, smile. Watch, I'm not going to be able to find it now, of course. Smile, smile, smile. There it is. Uh, The lyrics are specifically... A nine-mile skid on a 10-mile ride. Hot as a pistol, but cool inside. Cat on a tin roof, dogs in a pile. Nothing left to do but smile, smile, smile. Part of me thinks that that relates to the Brewers. The lyrics, nine-mile skid on a 10-mile ride. It kind of feels like the Brewers are on a nine-mile skid. (laughs) Basically, the entire season since the trade deadline has just been a giant skid. Uh, Hot as a pistol, but cool inside. I suppose that could relate to the Brewers Stadium. Uh, The playoff race is, in fact, as hot as a pistol, but no one cares and no one's going. So it is cool inside. 
Cat on a tin roof? I don't know what that means. Uh, same with dogs in a pile. But I do truly think that there is nothing left to do with this Brewers team. Uh, but smile, smile, smile. Uh, shout out to our friend Justin Garcia. He would appreciate that wordplay. Our Grateful Dead consultant. Let's take a break. We'll talk about the Brewers for a few more minutes. We'll come back. And uh, we also have Ebo coming up before too long as well. We'll talk some Brewers, but also Packers and Badgers with our guy Ebo from The Zone in Madison. All that coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show my name is grant bills happy friday and if any of you are celebrating happy Oktoberfest. fest i'm just been tweeting out gifts of beer today and i'm not gonna lie having a really good time guys aren't complicated we talked about this with our friend danny heifetz a couple weeks ago just you know let a guy scroll through twitter and tweet different gifts of beer he'll be entertained for a whole day I tell, you, I tell you what, this is what I've been doing all day. I'm thoroughly entertained. <laughs> Have been since this morning. You can find me on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. I'm sure you're dying to go check out that content. Can't miss out on that. We're talking about the Brewers for a couple of more minutes before we get to our friend Ebo at 4.30. There's nothing left to do with this team but just laugh because they're funny. We're the butt of the joke, but you got to be able to laugh at yourself sometimes. Self-deprecating humor can be the best Humor, in my opinion, sometimes, not all the time. But what what else do we have to do with this Brewers team? Like, there's nothing left to do but laugh, and that's okay. 608-796-2558. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Tom. Tom? Tom, where are you calling from? Uh, on Alaska. Oh, Tom and on Alaska. Well, what's what's going on, yeah. Tom? You know what? I, I'm getting kind of I'm getting really sick of everybody blaming just counsel. I mean, I'm not saying he's the perfect manager. I've always said he's 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 one too many pitches from the bullpen. He leaves the guy out there one too many one too many hitters once in a while. But he's working with cows when he needs horses for the race. You know what I mean? Oh, I've never and heard that expression he, before. I really like that. You cannot you cannot win a championship. With these players, it's not possible. On Anasio, when he came in there, what did he tell everybody? He was going to buy players to get competitive, to be in a championship series. But you know what happens every year? The same stuff. We get in the playoffs, and we here in Wisconsin are happy with that, which is getting to be really BS. Yeah. And they better do something soon because they're going to start losing their Patriots that are coming in every day paying all that damn money in a $12 hot dog <laughs> to come to a game and know they could lose. They could lose, a, you know, like, like the Grand Slam last night, okay? I just, I just don't understand. But you can't blame him solely for everything. Yeah. It has to come from the top. Well, look, and look, I know a lot of people, not a lot, but I've seen plenty of people who say they should move on from Craig Council. It's like, okay, well, if you think I they don't, should, I don't agree with that. I don't either. But if you think they should move on to move on, okay. But I, I don't think I can get angry at something. There's not one particular thing that Council does. Okay. Sometimes he leaves in a guy a little too long, or sometimes he pulls a guy a little too early. What baseball manager doesn't? I, I don't think he's weighing down. Every one of them do. Yeah. What's and, the- I, and I think the team. I think the team truly respects him, 
Yes. And I, I think, I do, I do. And I think the team respects him, but you can't win with this team. You have to go out and buy players, and you have to move on from what you have, keep Craig Council for a few years, get him some players. And, you know, everybody talks about Yelly being overpaid. Well, maybe, but at $27 million, he really is a bargain if you just start hitting a little bit. But yeah. he's in a slump. But $27 million nowadays is nothing. Yeah, that is true. By the end of the contract, it won't seem as bad as it is now. And, you know, it won't seem bad at all if he starts hitting. But, Tom, what was that expression you used? He's got cows and he needs horses for the race. I love that. He's got cows in the race and he needs horses. What? What's the the one hitter in this lineup that would scare you if you're an opposing pitcher right now? Is there even a scary hitter in this lineup? No, there isn't. There is no hitter. There is nobody that really could scare anybody. They're just... They're just coming out there, and they're just pitching to our weakness. And I have never seen a team so many times just stand there and watch strikes go by. I have never seen this. It's so many times just stand there and watch the pitch and then walk back to the dugout with a tail between your legs and wait for the next time, you know? Yeah. We in Milwaukee are starting to get sick and tired of only getting just to the first round and bowing out. Yeah. It's time we move on. Anastasia will better buy some players, or his stadium is going to be half empty pretty soon because people are getting sick of it. Tom, I love this energy. You, I appreciate it. You have a Tom. great day. You Take as care. well. Yep, have a great weekend. It's our new friend Tom in on Alaska. See, that's what I was looking for. I said, I'm not going to rant about the Brewers today. I've ranted plenty. I've emptied my my rant reservoir over the last couple of weeks. But if you'd like to, like Tom, Tom brought it. He's got cows. <laughs> He's horses for the race. I love it. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's one player in this lineup that's scary right now, but it's also just been a really unlucky season. Guys are getting hurt, and as soon as one player starts to hit the ball a little bit, another goes in the tank. It's just, it's been that kind of year. And Tom, you're right. Like We're seeing really for the first time in this iteration of Brewers baseball, really since they started to be on the come up since 2017, for the first time we're seeing fans say, say eh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to come to a game. I got better things to do. And for the majority of my life, and, you know, if you're older than eight years old, for the majority of your life, too, the Brewers haven't been very good. But we go to games because it's fun. And we like having a, a, a professional ball team in our state. And we like to tailgate. and We like to get a hot dog. doesn't mean we're going multiple times a week. But, look, I grew up hours from Milwaukee. And I know a lot of you listening did as well. Or you live in Eau Claire or La Crosse or Madison, which is a little bit closer. But still, it's not as simple for us to say, hey, let's get a $6 ticket and go to the ballpark tonight because we only live 10 minutes away. And even those of us who lived hours away from the ballpark or live that far away, we will make it a point at least once a summer. Let's pick a game. Let's pick a weekend. We're going to go to Milwaukee. We'll get a hotel room. We're going to, you know what I mean? It's more expensive for us. And I think a lot of the people are just not making the trip across the state. And even individuals in Milwaukee are saying, "Eh, you know what? It's the last couple of weeks we have with nice weather. Like before it gets dark and crummy out all the time, I'm not going to go sit in American Family Field or, excuse me, Miller Park, as we've renamed it now out of protest. I'm not going to go sit in Miller Park and spend my money. And that's uh, that, that's opened my eyes because this fan base is as loyal as any because our team has been bad as any for my lifetime. And we go to games anyways. We're not the Marlins, right? We're not the Marlins. No one goes to the games. We're not the Oakland Athletics. The Brewers might not win on par with some of the most competitive franchises in baseball. But the fans go to the games, and they're not going to the games right now. Maybe we're bored. Maybe we've just gotten used to a certain level of success, so this doesn't do it for us. If we had missed the playoffs the last three years, or if this run was happening in 2006, it'd be packed. It'd be packed. This team isn't very good. They keep losing heartbreaking games, but it would be packed. 
but this ball club over the last five or six years hasn't had the ups and the downs. We've just been kind of flatlining at the spot. And yeah, they're a game out of the postseason picture or whatever it is now. I know the Phillies play twice today, don't they? I don't know. I'm not even checking the standings. If this were happening in 2006 or 1995, it would be packed. But this team is just uninspiring. They're not fun to watch. And we've gotten used to just making the playoffs the last couple of years. This isn't anything special for us anymore. I don't know if that makes us entitled or if that just, I don't know if that just makes us human beings. Let's take a break. We'll talk with our friend Ebo coming up next from the zone in Madison. You hear him in the mornings over the line from six to 10. I called him this afternoon because he's actually on air right now. And I said, Ebo, it's been too long. I want a little bit of your voice. We want some of your, your pep and zing and zest on the Wisco Sports Show tonight. So I'll play you that conversation coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Happy Friday. It is a Fins Up Friday. We'll get to some Buffett later in the show. Ebo's going to join us here in a sec. I talked to him earlier this afternoon. It's good conversation. I'm going to play it for you. I got a text here from Jeremiah at Wisco Grant. He said, not sure it made a difference, but why not let Lauer pitch another inning if he's rolling? Well, maybe he pitches one more inning. And then Freddie's still got to get through 7-8. Right? You're right. It might not make a difference. Uh, I would guess... And I'm not sure. I didn't go watch the presser, mostly because I'm kind of done breaking this Brewers team down in detail. I'm going to laugh at their failures. I'm going to celebrate their successes, and whatever happens, happens. I would guess it's because Lauer is coming back from injury, and Council does not want to risk losing him again. Because we we can't. Everyone's going on IL. Like, we lost Hauser. Not that it matters, because he stinks this year. Um, but if we lose Lauer, now we're, Lauer. Now we're down to Woodruff and Burns and... We don't know what's up with Peralta. We don't know what's up with Ash because they're coming back from injury too. We just, we need to keep guys healthy. And I would assume that's what was behind Eric Lauer. But you're right. Unless he was going to let Lauer go eight innings, I don't know what difference it would have made. But that's my best answer. Thank you for the tweet at Wisco Grant. Thank you, Jeremiah. Give me a text, 608-796-2558. I'll go back and forth if you want to keep this conversation going. But for now, here is Ebo. We're here with Ebo. He hosts Over the Line. The morning show on our network with Rowdy and RJ and Zach and Ben Kenny, whole cast of characters. Ebo, I spoke with you about five minutes after six o'clock this morning. Uh, I did not expect to do that when I got out of bed this morning, but I, I appreciate you texting me. I, I'm glad to have been a part of the show at such an early hour this morning. Well, I was not expecting to receive uh, a text message from Grant Bills listening to the show and talking about how he's a Bloody Mary in a beer deep already for Oktoberfest. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally forgot it was Oktoberfest. Shame on me. Uh, you reminded me, I was immediately jealous of you, Grant, with that Bloody Mary and a beer, uh, because I was sitting in the studio with what I've dubbed the world's angriest man, and that would be uh, my counterpart, Rowdy, who swore off the Milwaukee Brewers uh, after they had traded away Josh Hader, and yeah. uh, said he would be a, uh, I think you saw some of his tweets, all capital letters, very spicy uh, tweets about how he would no longer be a Brewers fan. He picked up the yeah. Atlanta Braves affiliation, uh, but for a guy who... Oh, and by the way, earlier this week we had a Twitter poll. Do you want to see the Brewers make the playoffs? He voted no. Yeah. So the guy who said no and is a Braves fan, he was very uh, passionate about the loss last night and Craig Council. I was blown away. You asked this morning, uh, and we were texting a little bit. I said, I'm going to call in. And I, and I called in, and, you, you know, you patch me through, and I hear, and then I hear you guys talking, right? That's how it works if you call a show. And all I heard at, mind you, this was like 6.05 in the morning, Rowdy sounded like he had been up 
for hours just at a podium. Like, I, I feel like that guy's always angry, but especially this morning at 6.05, I was like, damn, Rowdy, I'm under the point with the Brewers where I, I'm almost just laughing at them. I really can't be angry any longer. I, I just, I almost have to take no. them for the funny joke that they are because I think we're being pranked, and I'm just going to laugh. That's how I'm going to deal with it. I don't think he's able to laugh. I think, and Grant, you're totally right. He stays up to the wee hours of the morning. Uh, fuming or scribbling in his manifesto or, you know, <laughs> his manifesto. I, I assume there's a manifesto involved. Yeah. But, yes, uh, to the point, too, like, we've been on a crusade. And we, you and I have uh, had friend, friendly banter over Craig Council pulling pitchers. I mean, Eric Lauer was five innings with 71 pitches. He struck out nine. Uh, what one hit? He was dealing, right? And, yeah. of course, he was pulled. I, you know, Freddie Peralta, I like Freddie Peralta. Uh, nice to see him come in. Now, obviously, the move didn't work out, but it's not like Freddie Peralta was a schlep yeah. uh, when he got in there. It just happened, you know, in the, the inning after he got in is when he gives up. Of course, it was, and this is so, you know, poetic justice. Yeah. A former Milwaukee Brewer, Abby Cial Garcia, who's like the only good piece on that Marlins team now. Good. Of course, yeah. he's the one that hit the grand slam. You're right. I mean, it's past the point of anger. It's past the point of sadness. Now, um, it's a comedy. It, it literally is a comedy. It, that's how the Joker went crazy in the newest Joker movie, obviously. <laughs> he realizes that the whole world, it's, it's just one big joke, and that's what the Brewers did. You just have to laugh. Yeah, I, I'm laughing to keep from crying. You know, that's the yeah. age-old expression. Avi Garcia, by the way, you say he's their, their one decent piece. He's hitting 230 this year with eight home runs and 35 RBIs. It, Avi <laughs> Garcia is not having a he's not having a good season. 35 of those RBIs came in that soul-crushing Grand Slam last night, and I'm like, of course. And by the way, Ebo, maybe even more poetic justice. I could be wrong. Maybe it looked different on my TV. But when I saw it in bed, my first thought was, well, my first thought was, well, this sucks. Uh, that's <laughs> terrible. They're going to lose. But my second thought was, you know, I bet Lorenzo Cain maybe would have pulled that ball back. It looked pretty close. And that's just another wrinkle that we forget about in this season. Oh, yeah. Lorenzo Cain was once on this team. Josh Hader was once on this team. It feels like the season that will never end. It's it's a, it's death by a thousand cuts, right? It's it's you know it's one thing after another, and you literally can go to the Josh Hader trade. That is literally the point where you can pinpoint the the season just crumbling and crumbling. Now here's the thing: they still could get into the playoffs. We oh, could yeah. be talking about this on Monday of how they're like a a game up on the Phillies or something, or tied to the Phillies. But I guess the Phillies on the tiebreaker. But you look like they're not out of it. But my God, it's like it's. A, <laughs> I want to say, like, put me out of my misery. Yeah, like, yes. I had, I had, a, I had this cat that was fourteen, fifteen years old, and maybe <laughs> an R.I.P. Cindy. We miss you, girl. But she was hanging on a little too long, and I didn't, you know, didn't want to, have to pull the, you know, proverbially pull the trigger. Yeah. And then <laughs> eventually, it's like, all right, it's time. That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm like this cat that's saying, please, just end it. Yeah. End it. Just end it. Just let yourself die. I mean. What's frustrating is, you know, and we don't have to relitigate the whole Brewers season. I want to ask you about the Badgers and a couple other things, but I don't know. I think there's an alternate universe in which they don't trade Hater away and maybe, you know, add whatever bat, add a reliever, just kind of do the bare minimum at the deadline. Who knows? Maybe this team would have taken off, but it's obviously not how the season has gone. And I'm to the point now, if they make it into the playoffs, whatever, I'm not going to get angry anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to laugh because it is funny. Yeah. It's the joke is on us, but sometimes you're the butt of a joke and you just have to be able to laugh. Sometimes that's yeah. how life works. Self, self-deprecating self humor. That's that's what we are with the Brewers. Yes. We're self-deprecating. Yes. We're talking with Ebo, who resides in Madison. He is on The Zone and countless other affiliates as well. His morning show, his program over the line, 6 to 10. Speaking of self-deprecating, uh, Ebo, the Badgers, the Badgers, the Badgers. Mm. 
Uh, you guys talk a lot about the Badgers, much more than I. Now, you guys have more time in your show, too. Like, if my show was three or four hours, we'd, you know, I'd talk more about the Badgers, but sometimes I have to pick and choose. I don't really know what to do with this team right now. It seems like they're kind of stuck in this uncomfortable middle gear. They don't suck. They have a lot of good things going. It's, I mean, it's the same fundamentally sound Badger. I mean, not fundamentally sound, but, I mean, the baseline for the Badgers, my life has been very good, basically, like even in their down years. I don't know what to do with this Badgers team. Can you maybe give me a a little bit of a summary of how your Badgers discussions have gone this week since the Ohio State game? I mean, we're kind of lost and confused like yourself, Grant. It's, uh, you know, what it is is, you know, there's there's certain times in life where maybe you start to feel a little lost and you're in an identity crisis and you're yeah. like, you know, do I want to commit myself to this way? Do I want to commit myself to that? Like, yeah. you know, like Prince. Like, he turned himself into a symbol for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he went back to Prince, you know. Madonna has uh, go through all kinds of reiterations of herself. Now she looks like a freakazoid. Yeah. But right now... Uh, and I think she'll continue to look like Freeze. But right now, Grant, uh, the Badgers, I just don't think they know who they are, and that's the yes. issue. Uh, you didn't see any tackling. You didn't see a good defense against Ohio State when they get their just well, – you didn't see anything good against Ohio State. There's no identity. It's like we have Braylon Allen, like, yeah, great running back, but where's the, why are they running Wildcat? You're the Wisconsin Badgers. By, by the way, just to, just to interject, I want, I want you to keep going, but uh, you'll appreciate this. Using Braylon Allen in the Wildcat when you're down more than 35 points reminds me of Mike McCarthy saying, I need to be more creative. Let's hand the ball to Randall Cobb. <laughs> like, same like, family. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like I know there's going to be new wrinkles in this offense with Bobby Ingram, but this isn't, this isn't Tony Sprano in 2007 with the Miami Dolphins. Like, what? Like, what are we doing? Like, what's your identity? Like, you're missing all kinds of tackles defensively. It's the Wisconsin Badgers don't know who they are. We all know who they should be. That's you know, p- you know, pound the ball on you, yeah. and then we're going to suffocate you with a strong number one defense in the country. That's it's like it's smacking me in the face, but the answer's not like they're not getting it. I don't. Yeah. So it's been a confusing go around to the Badgers. But what you got to do now is after they lost to Washington State, it's like all right, you got to, which is insane. You got to go beat the brakes off of New Mexico State, and they did that. Well, you just got outclassed. There wasn't even—I didn't expect the Badgers to beat Ohio State. Like a part of me, obviously, says like you know the what if. You hope. I just wanted it to be competitive. Just, just, just show some fight. There was nothing. There was no fight. There was no competitiveness. There was no nothing. So Brett Bielema coming back to town tomorrow, obviously, um, going to be huge. He's a huge individual. Beat, <laughs> yeah. beat. The breaks off of Illinois and Brett Bielemont to the point where Brett has got to reconsider everything from his football program to his eating habits. Like, just, just be aggressive. Like, I just, we just want to see someone get the, the crap kicked out of a grant. And we yeah. hope that's Brett Bielema and the Badgers. I hope or so too. Illinois, the Badgers do it to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the most successful uh, people and the most successful organizations in our world, Ebo, they have a very strong identity, right? Like, I think of you. You're obviously an outstanding morning show host. You are a habitual line stepper. You are a habitual winner, right? We know these things to be true. If you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. We know all these things. You do listen. You do listen a lot. I appreciate that. Thank you, Grant. Of course I listen, right? I think the most successful people and things have an identity. I really, like we said, I don't don't know what this Badgers team is good at. Like, if I had to explain this team to someone at this point, I'd be like, "I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The first thing I think of when I think of the Badgers is Zach Heilprin and Ben Kenny. Those are my favorite things with the Badgers right now, and they're not even on the team. That's just what comes to mind is those two. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, you know, there's NFL talent. You know, when they beat Ohio State in 2010, the Badgers, believe it or not, had more 
players on their team that had a cup of coffee or a little bit in the NFL than Ohio State did, That's which is crazy to say. We went and looked at the roster. And now you look at Ohio State. I mean, they're riddled up and down with NFL talent. They got like four wide receivers that could win a Heisman. You know, CJ Stroud's a Heisman favorite. And then you look at this Badger team. You got what? Nick Herbig. Uh, he's got some NFL aspirations. Keanu Benton. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up, you know, sure. Brian Allen. Yeah, they're like, there. You know. Offensive linemen, et cetera, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot less NFL talent, which is crazy to think about because the recruiting has gone up, but the production, like the past couple of years, I, you could feel the Badgers program declining. Like you can feel it. Pinstripe Bulls, Las Vegas Bulls, Dukes Mayo Bulls. Yeah. What are we doing? Like, obviously there's this like little gray area right here, and the natives around here, the Madisonians, the, the Badger fans, they're getting restless, Grant. Yeah. They're getting restless. Yeah, I'm three. I'm two hours away, and I, I can feel the restlessness. We're talking with Ebo. I reside two hours from Madison, three hours from Green Bay. I don't have as good of a sense, you know, of, of what's going on in Green Bay. But Ebo, just really quickly before we wrap up, to get your thoughts on the Packers, I feel like this Packers team is about to go and rattle off four wins in a row here, don't you? Oh my God! You look at all the quarterbacks they have. They're going to be facing here, starting with Brian Hoyer on Sunday against the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, then what you got? Uh, there's a Joe Flacco, maybe a Zach Wilson thrown in there. There's a Daniel Jones. Who's going to be, what is that, in England? Yeah. And then you got Carson Wentz, who's a complete bomb. Uh, then, like, there's, there's four wins coming up, Grant Bills, and I don't even think the offense needs to figure it out for the Packers uh, quite yet. We've seen, what, th- three quarters of a good offense, maybe, from the yeah, Packers? Four quarters? Yeah. So defense is nice, which is great. But, you know, we were talking about this, you know, throughout the preseason, is you're not going to see the offense humming for the Packers until midway, even longer of the season, because, you know, I mean, Look at the receiving core. It's, you know, who is it? It's rookies and a collection of guys that are injured and old. So uh, the, the run game is where it's at. But we'll figure it out. And I think, you know, Bill Belichick's going to muck it up on Sunday, uh, try to win ugly. But the Packers defense will sniff that out. I, I think it's an ugly win, but the Packers get it done again. I think they win by a million points. Uh, maybe there's still some growing pains for the offense, but I think their league's better than this Patriots team. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll they see cover. They, I mean, what, nine and a half I saw, they cover. Yeah. It'll be, I know it's a lot of mo- points in the NFL. Wow. I'm thinking like, when I say ugly, I'm thinking like 27, 31 points yeah. to <laughs> Patriots 7 to 14, something on there. I agree. I, I think the Patriots are going to really struggle to score, just like the Buccaneers did last week. I'm, I'm in the same ballpark as you, uh, for sure. Well, Evo, I, I really appreciate you. I did think of you at about 5.56, 5.57 a.m. this morning uh, when I had an extra spicy Bloody Mary, and I thought, man, I mm. wish my friend Ebo was here for an anytime drink. That anytime, normally, you know, you go out for Bloody is at 10 or 11, but even before 6 o'clock, they are delicious. Oh, they're always Grant, hence the anytime drink. I miss you as well, Grant. Wish uh, we could uh, hang out maybe. On October Fest, are you coming down here for a tailgate? We'll have to link up soon, my buddy. All right. I appreciate it, Evo. Have a good weekend. Thanks. You too, homie. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. We thank our friend Evo. He's on Twitter at Evo Says. He's live on just about every station right now, doing his Badger show in Madison. And if that wasn't enough, we had to get a little extra Evo to to play all over the rest of the network as well. Little Brewers, little Badgers, little Packers. We're going to do more of that with our friend Bart Winkler at 530. He will join us. 608-796-2558 if you'd like to call or text the show. 
I think at five o'clock we're gonna dig a little deeper into that idea of identity. Right? Think of all the teams in our our state. Right? Packers, Badgers, Brewers, Bucks. What's their thing? What's the identity of each of those teams? And I think you'll find pretty quickly that the best teams have a rock solid identity. They have something they hang their hat on. And then the teams that are floundering a little bit, whether be the Brewers or maybe the Badgers. I know the Badgers are two and two. The season's still young. We've been frustrated by the Brewers for months. You know, the Badgers season's still very young. I, I'm not sure how that season's going to turn out and how the rest of the season's going to go. But the season has gotten off to a great start. I mean, the Washington State loss was a catastrophe. And the Ohio State loss was somewhat expected, but I don't know, maybe look a little bit better than that. I don't know that the Brewers and the Badgers have much of an identity compared to maybe the Packers and the Bucks. So we'll talk more about that. Here in a few minutes when we reset the show at 5 o'clock. 608-796-2558. A couple Brewers texts. Uh, Jared in DeForest says, One thing about this season, we can always count on the Brewers not seizing the moment when we need them to. Yet I always hope they will, only to be let down. There is something uncanny about this team. You know, timing is everything. And the best teams, like Tom Brady's teams forever, have just had a knack for if they have one good play, they make it at the right time. You know what I mean? If they need to do one good thing to win a game, they do that thing at the exact time that that thing needs to be done. Doesn't mean they'll play great for four quarters. Doesn't mean they'll play great for a full season. But you could always expect Tom Brady-led teams to make the best play at the most important time or play their best football at the right time. The Brewers, it's it's opposite. You give them a meaningless game where we've all kind of tuned them out, they'll actually start playing pretty well. But as soon as you lock back in, you think, okay, here we go. Uh, no. <laughs> no, they, uh, no. It's the opposite. They're the opposite of a Tom Brady-led team. You know, they say timing is everything. Timing is nothing with the Brewers. Uh, they are the opposite. They are the antithesis. They're the opposite. Let's just stick with that word. Uh, Boathouse Tom says, disappointed with the loss, but the Brewers weren't going to win the wild card last night, and they didn't lose it either. Yeah, I suppose. They didn't lose it last night. Uh, they certainly could have... T- done a lot to improve their standing because they got a great opportunity thanks to the Cubs yesterday. Thanks thanks to the Cubs. The Cubs have been putting on for us and we just can't we just like we just can't do anything with it. It's the timing of this damn team. I don't know what it is. I was looking into the Eric Lauer thing a little bit because I got a tweet from Jeremiah about maybe why Eric Lauer was pulled. Found a couple different things. I didn't watch the Craig Council presser because who has time, right? He, uh, let's see, Todd Rosiak tweeted this, said he was limited to 66 pitches in two and two-thirds innings pitch last week in his start at Cincinnati. I just think they're limiting him because he's coming back from injury, and Craig Council is seeing pitcher after pitcher after pitcher, right, go to the injured list. And he's running out of arms. He's running out of arms in the bullpen that he can trust. He's down to basically Devin Williams and Devin Williams. That's what he has. And then he's got Woodruff and Burns, but we're not sure about what Ashby's going to be and what kind of form he's in. Peralta's coming back from an injury. Lauer's coming back from an injury. Hauser just left with an injury. He's probably done for the year. Not that it matters because he stunk this season. He had a really rough year. He's not going to let Lauer go six or seven innings only to have him strain something and then be without Eric Lauer the rest of the year too. So I don't blame Craig Council for pulling Lauer after five. It doesn't make a difference. Like, the Marlins stink. The Brewers' bullpen should be able to carry a two-run lead for four innings, especially really with everyone available. Now, Eric Lauer also said after the game, 
said, I felt good. I felt like I had plenty in the tank, but I respect it. In the end, they're looking out for our health. Yeah, I think this is this is what Craig Council gets you. Craig Council has the respect of all these guys. Right? Craig Council is one of these guys. So when Craig Council says, I got to pull you because we got to take care of you. Eric Lauer's going to say, yeah, I feel like I could go more, but I, I get it. And that's not just putting on a face. He wouldn't say this. Has this Brewers team held their tongue on anything in locker room interviews the last couple months? No, they traded Hater. Did one Brewers player have an interview where it's like, well, you know, we are a small market. I, I get it. We need to, you know, sustain success and get as many bites of the ammo. No. They all said, well, this is dumb. Why did we do this? I'm not happy about this. Do you think if these starting pitchers actually were upset about being pulled and they actually did disagree with counsel, do you think they'd go in an interview after the game and, and say, no, I get it. I get it 100%. They respect Craig Council. When you respect your manager, you can take decisions and take moves like that and not be upset about it. And that's been the case with these Brewers pitchers for two years now. My God. No, I don't think this is on Craig Council. I just think it's just this whirlwind of really tough luck. Um, Rockin' Rick says, I don't think Brasso has given up a hit yet. What do you mean? Oh, as a position player pitching? <laughs> yeah, even Jace Peterson. Both of those guys can get up there and throw gas. Maybe we can work Mike Brasso into the starting rotation, although he's needed at third because God knows Luis Urias isn't going to do anything. I know he made a nice catch last night, but let's be real about the Luis Urias discourse right now. I just, it's just not it. He's not the ticket. He's, he's not it this year. Hasn't been the case. Let's take a break. When we come back, fun little thing to chew on, something to think about over the weekend. What's the identity of the Packers and the Bucks and the Badgers and the Brewers? What is that one thing that our teams can hang their their respective hats on. Uh, And I think you'll find, when you think about it a little bit, uh, that some of these teams, especially the ones that are floundering, the Brewers and the Badgers, most notably, they don't really have that thing they can hang their hat on, where the Packers and the Bucks do. Identity is important. Let's talk about that coming up next. Bart Winkler on the way in hour number two as well. Wisco Sports Show back in two minutes. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I'm no sports betting expert here, but I'm getting triggered. I'm looking at one of Colin Cowherd's tweets from earlier today. His upset of the week says, if Mac Jones plays, the Patriots beat Green Bay. If Brian Hoyer plays, they cover nine and a half. (laughs) Who wants to tell him? (laughs) Who wants to tell Colin Cowherd that the Patriots suck? And, And who needs to remind Colin Cowherd that Aaron Rodgers is that man? I bet it at ten and a half. Because I thought the number was going to go up. That's how little I respect the New England Patriots. Uh, but okay, okay. But Mac Jones would have came to Lambeau and beat Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, Colin. We're on like week three of me feeling 100% certain about how the Packers game is going to go. I said the Bears game would go like the Lions game last year. It did, down to the letter. I said last week the defense would shut him out. It would be a Big Ten West game, first to 20 would win. If the Packers just would have punched it in and got to 20, on that Aaron Jones catch, 
they would have won. And then the Packers ended up winning. I do not respect the New England Patriots. A different shade of Elon Musk once famously saying, I do not respect the FCC. I do not respect the New England Patriots. But Mac Jones, yeah. Mac Jones is going to come to Lambeau and beat him, Colin. Uh, sure, yeah. You you bet your money on that. I guess, what, what do you have to lose? You got you got millions of dollars. Go ahead, throw 10 on Brian Hoyer to cover nine and a half. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Look at this. Look who we have on the phone. We have Tamarcus and Eau Claire. Tamarcus, I took your call yesterday, and I don't know what was going on. Well, what was the deal yesterday? So, like, the job that I work for, I have... I have two different type of Bluetooth setups in my car, and one set up for the radio, the other one set up for uh, external Bluetooth device. And like, long story short, it always connects to what I don't want it to connect to. Oh, so yeah. by the time I actually figured out that it wasn't connected, anyways, long story short, dog, I was so annoyed because <laughs> I when I finally got back to you, you were talking about all right. Well, hopefully you call me back some other time, and I'm like, I'm right here. That's funny. No, bit, I mean, you should have called back. It was it was no big deal at all. I got a kick out of it. <laughs> anyway, no, yesterday I was trying to explain to you how this this bus team right now, I compared the um the Patriots to the Bucks team yesterday. And what I meant by what I mean by that is the only things really good going for the Bucks right now because they have a whole lot of injuries are is, is the quarterback and you know, the the Patriots really the only thing that they have going good for themselves right now is the coach. So it's yeah. like, I don't know, dude. I don't think they're going to get too many wins. And you sounded, uh, I want to ask you personally, because you sound uh, irritated. You sounded irritated when the, the, the Brewers traded Hader away. Mm-hmm. I just want to ask you, what trade got at you more? Was it the Devontae Adams trade or was it the Hader trade? Oh, 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 this is easy. Let's talk about this. Well, the hater trade, because they did it in the middle of the season. If they would have traded hater in the offseason, okay, like, I get it. Okay, fine. Like, fine. I would have had no issue with them trading hater this offseason, right? I, I think once this season concludes, the Brewers had two options. You could trade him and get as much as possible, or you could just let him play out his contract next year. He'd be arbitration three, so it'd be a little bit more expensive. But fine, let him play out next year and then let him walk for nothing. I, I don't care. You get a bunch of great years for Hader. Even if you lose him for nothing, you get a great closer for all of these years. So I didn't think there was a bad approach to whatever they were going to do with Hader after the season. But when you trade him in the middle of the year, it just it throws off everything. With Adams, it was clear that this was part of their plan. I, I don't know if... I don't know if it's going to be enough. I don't know if they're going to have enough weapons to compete with the big boys in the NFL, but they can certainly beat the brakes off of Brian Hoyer and the corpse of Bill Belichick's coaching staff. So, no, I would say the hater trade for sure because it happened in the middle of the season. Right. No, I feel that. Um, so I was just calling to ask you that. I uh, I don't watch baseball, so it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've tried watching baseball before. <laughs> and, like, I've, got, I've got stuck watching baseball because, like, I was sitting at the bar eating some food. And, you know, like the baseball game was on. So, like, I was sitting there watching it. The last thing I want to tell you before I let you go yeah. is there is this there in Eau Claire called Wisco's Bar and Eatery. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. But, I'm like, it up right we're now. talking about how you were. Please do. You were talking about how you woke up this morning thinking about Evo. And I just want to tell you that it's probably going to sound weird. I don't care. <laughs> but, like, every time I drive past that restaurant, I just think of Wisco Bread Sports Show. So to the oh. point, like, 
man, maybe after like one day, if you do shows outside of your uh, studio, maybe you can try to get a show inside of there, man. I come sit down and. I am i I'm going to record this call and I'm going to email it to every uh, person who works in my building because I, you know, I'm not going around town, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, selling my show. But I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to record this call and send it, send the file to to those who are responsible for this sort of thing because I think it's a great idea. It looks fairly new. It's on Hastings Way. Why do Why yeah. do I not know of this? I'm looking at Google Maps. I love looking I at Google Maps. This is just what I need. Right there, right there, I believe it was. Also, and I got to say, while we're, while we're talking about this, the the geography of Eau Claire has never once made sense to me. You have 53, you got Business 53, you got 312, but then it runs together. There's the North Crossing, there's Claremont, Hastings Way, Craig Road. I, I've never been able to figure out how to drive around Eau Claire, ever. It's never made sense to me. You know, I, I think Bug Eye Betty's used to be right there where that West Coast uh, uh, eatery is now. I don't know if you've ever seen Bug Eye Betty's over there at all. I do remember. But, dude, oh. last thing before I yeah, yeah, last go ahead. thing before I hang up, I just want to tell you this: you for real be having me dying with your analogies and your metaphors. At the beginning of your show, you were talking about the giving tree, and it's yeah. like, you want my leaves? Well, sure, here. You want my branch? Here. Yeah. You want the? Uh, and then, like you said, you've got the stump now. <laughs> like yeah. I, I was dying, bro. I drive people around, like I just started laughing and i'm pretty sure they think i'm just up here either insane or something well i appreciate that that's the whole point we, we have nothing left to do with the brewers but laugh at them to marcus so if, if we're laughing at them that's a good thing i think we're approaching it the right way and i appreciate that thank you yeah man you have a good day thanks for taking my call yeah you as well have an awesome weekend that's to marcus it was a bummer we couldn't connect yesterday but i feel like this was worth it i'm looking oh so it's by wagner's lanes Okay, see, here's the thing. Here's the, the, the Eau Claire thing. We talked about Eau Claire a bunch yesterday. We got into Coob and, and curling. We just got a lot of Eau Claire time on the show. I've never once been able to figure out how things relate to each other in Eau Claire. Like, if you drop me, uh, like, at the Cancun, I don't know what road it's on, but it's right across from the Menards, wherever that is. If you drop me there, I can get to, like, dozens of different places. But if you if you drop me there, and then you're like, okay, Get to the 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 um, McDonald's on Craig Road over by Marshfield Clinic. My my mom works there, so I, I I know that area. I know you know the Mancinos where you can get a grinder, and then UW Eau Claire the the track, the indoor track and field is right down the way from that. And then there's the Skywalk. I I know Eau Claire, but it's all it's all siloed off. It's all in bubbles. I don't know how any of the bubbles connect to each other. And this is a me problem. I don't know why I'm telling you about it. But I grew up a half hour from Eau Claire. We'd go there, you know, go to the mall. You know, we drive over to Claire, go to a restaurant that we didn't have in Menominee where I grew up. And it's just like, I could never figure out how to get from one place to another. You drop me in a bubble, I drop me downtown. I know where things are downtown, absolutely. Can I get from downtown to the North Crossing? Or uh, No, absolutely not. I cannot. No, I, I can't get anywhere in Eau Claire. But if you drop me off somewhere, and like, I, I can, I, neighborhoods. Again, don't know why I'm telling you about this. It's just, you know, things that I think about. And I'm looking at the map right now. So yeah, the 93 exit by Action City. I can get there. Drop me there. I'm in Lacrosse in an hour and a half. You just take that right down the way. That's easy. You get to the mall from there. Yeah, 100%. The Shields All Sports, of course. By the way, uh, a lot of local businesses we're talking about in Eau Claire right now. Uh, great promotion here. You get a lot more of this on the Wisco Sports Show. Just, just give me a call. Oh, okay. So 
Jeff in Eau Claire says Wisco's used to be Bug Eyed Betty's. Okay. I remember Bug Eyed Betty's commercials. I don't think I ever went there. But I remember Bug Eyed Betty. Both of my parents growing up worked in Eau Claire full time. So my mom still does, but my dad is retired now. So we'd listen to Eau Claire radio in the morning, right? We'd watch Eau Claire local TV. Remember back in the day when you needed to watch local TV and listen to local radio to get the school closings? Remember that? Now you could just find it on Twitter. How lame is that? That's, this is one of the first, this is one of the first points in my life where I've, I've thought, man, kids these days, it, it, it you know, I, where I, I wish kids these days had it the way I had it. I want kids these days to feel the excitement of waking up at 4.15 in the morning and going into their parents' room, going to the living room, turn on the TV and watch the schools go by on the clicker on the bottom of, of local TV and waiting for their school. Pepin. Pepin, I was always so envious of Pepin. Why does Pepin get, I don't know if it's the hills or what it is in Pepin. Pepin never had school. You got an inch of snow, it's it's Pepin is closed down. Everyone else would be going to school. Pepin, I was always so envious of Pepin. Or, you know, you listen on the radio and your favorite morning show host, Wax 104.5 or something in Eau Claire, they'd be like, and these are the schools and they'd list them off and they're going in alphabetical order. So as you get closer to M, it's like, come on, Menominee, come on, Menominee. Give me Menominee, give me Menominee. Give me Dragon for our Always Sunny crowd. Reference heavy show today and another Eau Claire heavy show. Yes, GWP Dad says I'm literally in the line of the McDonald's on Craig Road. Yes, I know exactly where that is. 100%. I'm picturing it right now. That's really funny. Thank you for texting that in. Mike is in Eau Claire. Speak of the the promised land, the holy land. 608-796-2558. What's up, Mike? There is no good way to get anywhere in Eau Claire. Okay, it's not just me. How it was designed is just designed all, it's, I don't know if it's because it's so hilly, it's in a valley. It's basically a triangle. Like there, you got 53, Claremont, and the North Crossing. It's a triangle. It's like a triangle city. It's not square like most places. Okay, okay. Uh, it has been bugging me for 20 years. I know it's a sports show. The Brewers are fired. Yeah, who? Okay, first of all, <laughs> I, I know it's a sports show, but, I mean, come on. What, what do we want to, oh, my God, the Brewers lost another game. Oh, no. Like, we've said this and we've done this show a million times. You know what I mean? Like, we've done the Brewers oh, lose it. The Brewers have lost, like, six or seven games this year that would be the worst loss on any other team's schedule. And they've collected like six or seven of them. It's insane. The Rockies lost. The Mets, they had three of them in that Pirate series. Like, they just keep doing it. So, I mean, we could talk about, you know, city construction, which is interesting to me, and somebody's at the McDonald's on Craig Road, which is hilarious. Or we could complain about the Brewers. I'd rather do this, Mike. And then, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. I used to say the Dallas Cowboys when they had Tony Romo, I would say they're it's like they have, not that I'm a Dallas fan, but it's like they have vacation plans coming up. And they, it's like the Phillies and Brewers all have vacation plans, and yeah. both of them are trying to lose. <laughs> That's how I, I don't know, it always seemed that way I, I was, with the Cowboys. Like, they were allergic yeah, to the playoffs. They were allergic to the playoffs. I was talking to someone the other night, and I don't remember who it was. Who the heck was I? I just had this conversation the other night, and he was saying, you know, like professional athletes are people, right? Like we think of them as entities on our TV that are supposed to be 100% committed to winning for us. But like, Mike, you get it. There's sometimes in your job where you're like, I know I work eight hours today, but 
really, I got my mind. I'm already on the weekend. I'm going up north. I'm thinking of uh, Steve in Eau Claire, who's probably driving up to Chatech right now. He's headed to his cabin. I, my mind is at Steve's cabin. I'm already logged off for the weekend. So I think these athletes, we think of them as entities. We don't think of them as people. And these Brewers players are probably thinking, this has been the longest season ever. I swear, we're probably not going to make the playoffs. Can we just get this over with? I, I, I bet some of them are probably feeling that way, like you said. It's exactly, exactly, exactly right. I, that's how I feel. I, I look at them as people. And it's interesting to look at it that way sometimes instead of the entity. Yeah. But, well, it's about the people, well, as Aaron well, Rodgers said. Always good to talk to you, man. I'll let you get going. Yeah, you as well. Thanks. That's Mike and Eau Claire. The Eau Claire crowd has had a week on this show. I love it. It kind of, our, our different stations sometimes punch in bunches, right? Like sometimes the Madison, like for example, we haven't heard from Brendan in a while. David Minone has been very quiet this week, although he did take a shot on me at Twitter earlier today, right? Mike in Windsor, he's back as a pretty heavy contributor uh, because it's football season. And I learned from Mike, you know, he'll call about football, but you know, summer he takes, he takes the summers off and good for Mike, right? We all need an off season. Mike's off season is baseball season, as I've learned. So some weeks will be very heavy in, in Madison. This week has just been an Eau Claire week, and I'm glad I'm not the only one who can't get anywhere in Eau Claire. I think what it is is you're always getting on and off different highways. You're getting on 94 to 312 to 53. But the confusing thing to me is, I, are 53 and business 53 the same thing? Or are they separate highways? And the problem is if they're separate highways, they probably run together at some point, which is just the worst. And you have 53, business 53, and 93, you have 12 and 312. Again, those probably run together at some point, too. I sound like such a country, just hillbilly. I can't figure out highways. This is really flummoxing me today. I love looking at maps. I'm just looking at a map of Eau Claire. It's really cool the way that the river just flows through and kind of swirls right downtown. I haven't been to Eau Claire in a while. I need to get up there. And we should do a show at Wisco's. I think that's a great idea, which is apparently the old Bug Eye Betty's, which now... Just I'm connecting all sorts of dots on today's show. 608-796-2558. We'll chat for a couple more minutes when we come back. Then we got to get to our friend Bart Winkler, who's going to join us at about 535. That's all coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. At one point in my life, I'm not going to be doing a talk show anymore, and I don't know when that will be. I would, at this point in my life, love to do this for a long time because I enjoy it. Uh, and I would love to keep growing the show and make it bigger and better and have this be my thing for a while. I can't imagine getting a real job. I could never do it. One day, when I no longer have a show, I will look back and, and ponder, what was what was the best moment that you ever had as a sports radio talk show host what guest was so great what celebrity did you get to talk to right now if i were to stop doing this show on monday my favorite moment on the show i think would be that one time that i referenced the mcdonald's on craig road in eau claire in a throwaway comment and then got a text from a listener saying i'm sitting in the drive-through waiting for my happy meal at that exact mcdonald's (laughs) yes you can't get that on other shows. I tell you what, there are other talk shows on the state. They'll get big guests. They'll get big interviews. You know, Craig Council, who I, I do want to get. I, I do aspire to these things, you know, but they get big time guests and 
They talk about big sports stories, and we do too, but where else are you getting that? I mean, that's we're just connecting on, on so many levels. GWP dad. It's a good McDonald's. That's what I'm saying. It's right there. And I, my mom works just a couple blocks from there, so anytime I'd visit my mom at work or whatever, you know, or I'd be with her and we need to stop in her office, you know, we'd stop at the, the McDonald's on Craig Road, get a little treat. You know, that's, for example, a stretch of Eau Claire I know very well. Uh, Andrew in Auburn says, Business 53 goes through Chippewa Falls, kind of. 53 bypasses it. Auburn represent. New Auburn. Yeah, shout out New Auburn. But so how does Lake Halley get involved? Because Lake Halley's not Eau Claire. It's not Chippewa. See, we're leading to more questions. Uh, we got a text here from Eau Claire, Chris. Thank you for clearing this up. Business 53 and 53 are separate and don't meet up. Okay, so that's easy enough to understand. But... Why not just call one 54? You know, what, you know what I mean? Like, I need to speak to a civil engineer. Who's the person who designed Eau Claire? Eau Claire, again, I'm looking at the map here. Eau Claire does not seem to be bound by any sort of geographical constraint. I get that the Chippewa River is going through it, and you have Lake Altoona and Lake Wissota, but it's not like so in Lacrosse, right? We have... The Mississippi River, which is massive, and then bluffs on both sides. You're kind of just, you're in a bowl, right? You're, you're in there. You're, you're constrained by something physical. Or if you go to, like, Duluth, right? You ever been to Duluth? Duluth is just built on a slope. It's the San Francisco of the Midwest. It's very, I don't know, it's hard to get comfortable in Duluth because every time you park, you, you feel like you're leaving your car on a cliff. And then you're walking up or down a cliff to get where you're going. It's very pretty. Love Duluth. We're Big Lake Superior show. You know this, but... Again, there's geographical constraints to Duluth in the way that it was built, right? Or or lacrosse or, you know, Madison, you know, it's built in that weird spoke pattern around the capital. I, I get it. I, Eau Claire was not constrained in any sort of way. And they still, they built it in such a way. Anyways, I think we've dwe- dwelled on this too long, uh, personally. I, I think we've spent, I think we spent too much time on this. 608-796-2558. We're going to talk. Some Packers and a little Brewers with our friend Bart Winkler coming up next. Uh, This is a caller who I think tried to call in to take a dump on the Packers yesterday. If I I think I believe this is speaking of uh, morning radio host. I believe this is Brian Simpson, 95.7 The Rock. Brian, is this you? Oh, it's totally me. It's Patriots week. I was hoping to hear from you this week. Oh, I tried to call you yesterday, but you were talking to one of your experts. Who was that? What experts do we have on this show? What? Oh, Mike Clemens. Oh, I bet it's I, Mike Clemens. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike so-and-so from Green Bay. Mike, no, nobody cares from Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. well, you as a Patriots fan don't care. You, your Patriots are going to get clobbered this Sunday. I, I just, I hate to tell you. It's nothing personal. But. Oh, oh, oh. Do you want to put money on that? You want to put some money on that? You want to put a date with your mom on that? Because your mom is hot. You want to put a date with your mom on that? Have you ever met my mom? Oh, yeah. I met her at a logger game. She's smoking hot. Oh, yeah. Smoking right. hot, you, you, Mom. Did, you did meet at a logger game. I'll have to tell her you said that. She'll appreciate yeah. it if she's not listening. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Lo- logistically, it might be tough with the travel. I, I will bet you something. Yeah, just straight up win-loss. Yeah, no no points. None of that. No, no favorites. None of that. Just okay. straight up win or loss. Okay, I like. I'd give you some points, but if you don't want it, all right. Uh, what, what do you want to? Buy? I don't need. I don't need any points. I got Brian Hoyer. I got Mac Jones. I got Bill Belichick. You got nothing. You yeah, got a you, bunch of rookies. You you are. A, you got Dobbs. Some guy named Dobbs or Dobes or Dubes or whatever the hell his stupid name is. Nobody knows how to pronounce his stupid ass name. He stinks. You've been a Patriots fan for a long time. 
I, I thought I thought the Patriots fans were like starting to get over Belichick, like he lost his fastball, and so so we're back in on Belichick because that's all I hear this week is oh the hoodie's going to come into Green Bay as a ten point underdog and take down the Packers. I thought we were over this with Belichick. Belichick never loses his fastball. He's like his mom; he keeps his fastball forever. <laughs> I agree with you. It's just you know you Boston sports fans, you, you turn on your own, you know, after one bad game, like we do with Council. I'll never, turn, I'll never turn on the Patriots. I'm not one of you Fairweather Packer fans who want to fire McCarthy, want to fire the offensive line coach. I'm not that guy. I, I, I ride or die. I went to Foxborough before it was. On Jordan Stadium, many, 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 many years ago, and I will always have Belichick and Brady in my blood. Patriots forever. Don't ever die, you Packer fans and your Magic Man, Don McCalski, and your and your criminal Brett Favre. What a criminal! He's a criminal. You should put him in jail. He's terrible. He's been locked up forever. He's the worst human man ever in their existence. He's so awful. Brett Favre forever should be going down. Terrible. Take his Super Bowl away. It's awful. A Vikings legend, Brett Favre, that is. Vikings legend. And Jets legend, of course. You're AFC East uh, competitor. Yeah. We'll, we'll bet some money or something. We'll figure it out. We, we got a day or two, and I think I'm probably going to see you at Fest at some point. But I appreciate your analysis. We can, we can bet. Thank you for the smack. You want to bet? Uh, I'll, give, I'll give you some analysis. I'll give you some analysis. Okay. I'll bet $20, $20. $20, me and you, straight up. Packers will lose to the Patriots on Sunday afternoon okay. at Lambeau. $20, me and you. Easy. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. And Brett Favre will go to jail because he's a bum. <laughs> he's a terrible bum. He's awful. He's wasting yeah. homeless people at Huska. Yes. Put him in jail. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, on that note, I'm going to let you go. That's, that is our friend uh, Brian Simpson of The Morning Sickness, 95.7 The Rock. You may know his voice. Uh, big Boston sports fan. The homeless people. Look, I agree. There's no Packers fans defending Brett Favre right now. Like, don't don't be one of those people who's like, how comes no no one is talking about what's going on with Favre? Everyone's talking about it. Everyone is talking about it. There's no there there is no one out there that is ignoring this Brett Favre story. It's terrible. And what's so frustrating is Brett Favre is a very rich man, and if he really wanted this volleyball facility for his daughter, he just could have cut a five million dollar check. And because it's a donation, probably would have been tax exempt. I'm, I'm no tax attorney here. I'm no economist, but it seems to be the thing when you make donations. feel like Brett Favre could have sat down with his financier or his lawyer and made it tax exempt or you get some kickback. Just cut a $5 million check to Southern Miss and they'd probably name the facility after you. And how cool would that have been? The Favre-atorium or whatever. And that would have been great. That would have been cool. And it would have been easily doable. Like, it wouldn't have bankrupted him. It would, you know, here, here's a $5 million. What's he spending money on? Tree stands? Like, you can only have so many tree stands, Brett. You're not, you're not getting a new tree stand every year. Well, you could. You could. Guess what? Tree stands aren't that expensive. They're a couple hundred bucks. You are a pro football Hall of Famer with a lot of money. You get your Wranglers. Get your tree stands. You have plenty of money to cut a $5 million check. That's what's so disappointing. If, if it was just greed, like if he was pocketing the money, that would be disappointing as well, but at least I like I'd understand it. It's like okay, so you're a greedy bastard. Like a lot of politicians and a lot of people who have positions of power, right? Like that's just what people do. This is you didn't need to do this, Brett. That's what's so frustrating about it. Like you could have paid for this facility yourself, and they would have named it after you, and it would have been a really cool thing. But no, that, that's I think what's most frustrating for me. And again, ripping off people on welfare is about as low as it gets. 
And for any reason whatsoever, it would have been bad. But this reason especially. Okay, I was about to take a break, but Brent LaCrosse just gave us a call. Brent, we got to be quick because I got to get to Bart Winkler after this. But what's going on? Happy fest. Oh, oh, nothing. Happy, happy Friday. I just got done mowing uh, so that I don't have to do it during a fun sports weekend. Well, I appreciate that. So, that's that's pretty that's pretty darn smart. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff, right? Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to 42 to 10. Packers win this weekend. Yeah, let's see. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Brewers uh, moving into that final wild card spot. You think it happens um, this weekend? I I think so. Aren't we one game back? Uh, dude, uh, to be honest with you, Brad, I know this is me being bad at my job. Well, actually, I'm an entertainer. I I've like kind of I've stopped checking the standings every day. They're a game and a half back. So we're, the we're behind the Phillies, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, and they. I think they lost today. I don't know. I could also check that again. I, I'm not saying I'm yeah, doing a good lost. job at my job today. Anyway, I'll go look. I think I think they're only one game ahead. They beat, uh, they beat so, the Nationals today, five one. It appears. Oh shoot! Yep. That's it. Yep. Darn it! All right. Well, we're going to take over this weekend. Uh, the Badgers are going to get a win. Okay. They should. And it's just going to it's going to be. Well, they should, but you know we should have beat. That other no-name freaking team, too. Washington State, BYU, yeah, you know, Illinois a couple of years ago. You know, I agree. Fill in the blanks. Oh, God. Yeah. It, it's Bielema coming to town. Oh, God. There, there's no way that the Badgers lose to Brett Bielema with Zach Heilprin in attendance. That is, my, well, and, that is my take. And Jim Rome. Is he going? Yeah, he's already in Madison. Oh, Because his cool. kid goes there. Oh, yeah, that's right. I knew that. I... I look, I don't dislike Jim Rome. I just don't listen every day because those are like the final two hours leading up to my show. And, you know, I'm, I'm hunkered down. I'm grinding, getting my show ready. So yeah, I'm, I'm well, it's just, it's crazy. Yes, it is. This show is crazy. Anyway. Do, you have, do you have a Favre take for me before I let you go? Oh, no. I saw he sent everybody his uh, his cucumber <laughs> picture. So so we're all good. I did. He just, he said sorry. So he sent everybody a copy of his picture. That, uh. That tweet, I'm going to find that tweet, and I'm going to reference that. That's hey, hilarious. Brett, call back next week. We'll talk more about the Packers. I'm sorry. I'm just a little pressed for time, so i got to let you go. No, you're fine. Have a fun Oktoberfest. Yeah, you as well, and enjoy the sports this weekend. Yeah, the Onion story that came out today. <laughs> I forgot about this. Brett Favre makes amends by sending photo of his penis to every Mississippian on welfare. <laughs> what did we do before the Internet? There were people who were writing and talking about sports before the internet existed. And I just don't know what they talked about. They certainly weren't pulling up Google Maps and debating whether Business 53 and 53 run together. But we're getting reports now that they do, in fact, run together. I think I was misled earlier. <laughs> not that, Again, not that anyone cares. Let's take a break. Bart Winkler coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, I want to be quick here and get to my conversation with Bart Winkler because it's 16 minutes long and I don't know if we're going to have time to fit the whole thing in. If I don't, we'll just cut it off early. It won't sound polished and professional, but this has not been a polished show. And for that reason, this has actually been one of my favorite shows in a while. So if I don't fit the whole thing in, we'll just cut it off and I'll put the whole thing in the podcast, which you can get later this evening when I post the podcast. Give me a text. We can chat about whatever. 608-796-2558. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Uh, but sorry, I can't take your call because 
I want to play for you this excellent conversation I had earlier today with our good friend, Bart Winkler. Bart Winkler is here. He hosts the Bart Winkler Show podcast. No longer on the radio, but it's still the same Bart. It's still great Should stories. I have called it the Bart Winkler podcast? I think I screwed that up. I'm not a podcast. You're a podcast guy. Why are you asking me? I, I, I don't know the podcast world like you do. You've become an expert. You can uh, like and subscribe. On, I'm on Apple, Spotify, and, or, and Google. Or wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. One guy was like, please tell me you're on Google. I'm like, what? No, don't. You're listening on Google. Pod- and you know, Google had podcasts. I will tell you. I listen on Spotify, but I also went on to Apple Music to download and leave a review just to, because I, I like I like that you're doing a show. I think a lot of people that listen to your show every day, you provided something to the sports radio sphere in the state that it's limited. It's in short supply. So for you to keep going. Well, I'd like happy. to tell all your super fans that you did a show with me this week. Yep. Yep. So please look at the Bart Winkler show. Look for the episode with Grant. Is it Grant? Grant Bills. Yes, thank you. I went through your producer, so we actually didn't have a lot of interaction. You have uh, quite the operation. So, Bart Winkler Show, like and subscribe. Uh, it's the same Bart Winkler, just packaged up a little differently. It's October. The same Bart Winkler that was talking in front of Houghton's Bar when it burned down in 2007 on WKBT. Houghton's, like on Jackson Street? Oh, yeah. It I, didn't, down. I didn't know it burned down. Yeah, it burned down. And uh, that was the first time I did live TV because they called me and said everyone's asleep or not here can you do it and then you rose to the challenge yeah well, and look at how far it's brought you the, the i didn't know that it's brought me all the way to a podcast i watched that bar go down in flames and i thought where will i be 15 years from now <laughs> oh, likely man. a basement talking into a microphone yeah but that many years ago you thought man you have to be pretty special to, to start a podcast but now anyone can uh Anyone can start a podcast. But yeah, go find his show. Uh, listen, if you liked his radio show, it's great. Still have the call interaction and everything. It's Oktoberfest this weekend. So I thought the Friday before Oktoberfest, I was going to want to have guests anyways to make my life easier because it's Oktoberfest. So no better person talk with you. Let's talk a little Packers. We're two in one, Bart. That Tampa Bay win was awesome. First of all, can I tell you how much I love Oktoberfest? Let's do it. I now. just want to tell you that I love Oktoberfest because the first Oktoberfest I went to, I was used to beers being like two bucks. Uh-huh. And then uh, I went and bought a beer and it was, they jacked up their prices to three bucks. Well, my favorite bar recently raised the price of an ice cold glass of my favorite beer uh, from two to two fifty. which. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cost of living. I mean, it's, it's just, it's this generation and the way they run things. I think so. Do you think that gives them more like if you were going to, cause you would probably tip a dollar on a $2 drink. Yeah. So now you're tipping a dollar fifty. The thing is, the bartenders that I really like and know, they still only charge me two dollars. And then the bartenders that I don't know, I tip every other drink now because I need to. I need to tip in round numbers, and I'm not going to give them change. So once I have collected four quarters, I will return the favor now with a one dollar bill. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, the Packers beat Tampa Bay. It was a pretty good game. We were close to catastrophe. If the Packers lost that game, that that's sometimes when the Packers win a really close game. As a sports radio person, like I'm, I'm thinking, okay, if they lose this game, we're going to have to deal with this and that and the other thing. And I just sometimes staring that in the face and then winning anyways, it, it kind of, I'm more relieved than I am thrilled about the win. You know? Well, not even as a sports radio person or a podcaster. Just there is, I mean, winning is a lot less of an emotion than losing losing sucks yeah especially a game like that where it's 14-3 they have the chance to win 
They don't score. They fumble. A field goal at any point would have ended it. The Buccaneers chip back their way in. Then it comes down to a two-point conversion. Rodgers takes credit for the win from the Jumbotron. All right, Rodgers. Yeah, Rodgers talking about that at the Jumbotron. Uh, Very Aaron Rodgers, certainly, for sure. Can we talk about Quay Walker? I want to talk about Quay Walker for a minute or two. I just, I love watching him. I feel like we've been given a toy that, like, you know, growing up when your friends would have a game or a toy and you're like, damn, I wish I had that, but your parents, for whatever reason, would never give it to you. You're like, oh, no, that can be a thing when you go to that friend's house. I feel like I finally got the thing. We got Quay Walker, which is something that I've wanted forever. I have to see all my my opposing teams have it. Now I finally got it on my team, and it's great. How many times have we watched other defenses have a fast guy over the middle mm-hmm. just making tackles? Well, Tampa, I mean, Devin White, dude, Devin White, Levante, that Bucks defense is nasty. But we got one of those guys now. And we've been, for the last 10 years, we've been watching Kyler Fackrell. Oh, or Blake Martinez. Or Jake Ryan, Ty Summers. I always thought Ty Summers was going to be it, personally. I thought that was... They did not have one guy like this in the last 15 years. You know, whether it was Brad Jones or even... Desmond Bishop. Like Chris Barnes or Desmond Bishop. These guys, they they weren't of this athletic, like Micah Parsons kind of build. Yeah. You know, a guy that's quick, a guy that is an impact, a guy that you have to stay away from. Packers, long uh, for so long, their linebackers were guys you exploited. Mm-hmm. You knew where the Packers linebackers were on the field because you wanted to throw there. Yeah. Now it's the opposite, finally. And I love it. I think what I love most about the Quay Walker pick is he's been added to a defense that's so sound everywhere else. Like Quay Walker, I think, and I'm no film breaker downer. Like I'm not Pete Bukowski or Justice Mosqueda or any of these guys who are like rewatching games. Like this is not my style. But I, I think what smart football analysts would tell you is that Quay Walker is very raw. And maybe he doesn't grasp everything yet, but he's really fast and he hits really hard. Well, great, because Quay Walker doesn't need to really be in charge of anything. We got vets up front. We got a vet next to him in Devondre Campbell. And then Adrian Amos behind him and Rasul Douglas and guys who've been playing forever. Quay Walker can just run around and hit guys. Like, he's been put in the perfect scenario, which is why I think that pick, whereas normally off-ball linebacker that high, uh, I don't know, but it, it makes so much sense for where this defense is and, and the, you know, the positioning and the age of everyone around him. Who do you think the Packers MVP is so far? Oh, this is fun. I settled on Aaron Rashawn Jones. Gary. Okay, sure. Kenny Clark's a good one. Yeah. Aaron Jones has been so good. But then again, he fumbled. we can't really count the Vikings game and the Bears. Ooh, here's an Aaron Jones might be my MVP. I don't know how to frame this. I contend that Aaron Jones is not clutch. I've never thought about running backs as clutch or not clutch, but he does not have a clutch gene. Uh, he caught that long pass that Rodgers threw him. When? In that one game. But think, think. Was think. that against the Niners? What was the game that Jones in the playoffs last year? Sideline, yeah, yeah. And then he Rogers and then underthrew he, him. Rodgers underthrew him, and then Jones stayed in bounds. He could have ran out of bounds. I think he had a shot to the end zone, but for some reason, big play, big moment, he just cuts back into the middle of the field. No clutch gene there. I don't know what to do wow. with that, but been thinking about it a lot. So you're thinking that Jones and Dylan are maybe more Brandon Jackson, James Starks than they are Edgar Bennett, Dorsey Levins? It's a little before my time, uh, but possibly, yeah. I, I don't know. I just I need some I need not fumbles and big spots, and I need situational awareness, especially if you're going to be a wide receiver because there might come Were a time. Were you not alive in '96? I was born in '98. Oh, we yeah, yeah, we yeah. have this conversation every time we talk. '98. 
So no, I was not around in 96. God. I just worry that if we need to orchestrate a very important drive through Aaron Jones, are you going to not fumble? Guy, are you going to know when to go out of bounds? Like, that's important. Devontae Adams knew all those things. I didn't. I, I love Aaron Jones. I'm not trying to slander him. I'm just. I'm trying to turn over the stone that no one else has turned over yet. That's always what I try to do on this. Well, then what I'll do is I'll dig under that stone and dig for the dirt. And what I think is that Jones is probably scared about how Aaron Rodgers is going to react if he uh, fails. So then he's more pressures on him. I always, I always blame Aaron Rodgers. Any anything that you can say is wrong with the Packers, I'll, I'll link it back to Rodgers somehow. And that's. I'm trying to rebrand. I think my show has been. I've been stuck as a Rodgers hater, uh, which sometimes I've been critical. But I, overall, I'm, I'm not a Rodgers hater. So I'm trying to rebrand. David Bakhtiari would have started Week One if Rodgers didn't make him play in a meaningless game last year. Do you People think? Forget. Do you think that the offense struggling after a mistake is a Rodgers thing? Is it an everybody thing? Is it a Lafleur thing? Like, who or what can we attach this to? Because it's it's actually pretty nuts how many times this has happened. It's so predictable. When Jones fumbled, you knew that that, that it's like, okay, we're going to have to win this only scoring 14 points. Everyone knew it. But, but why? What I, what I think, Grant, is that the longer the distance between the bottom of your necklace and your neck, the more of a loser you are if you're a man. Okay. So if you just wear a normal necklace... But if you have a necklace that goes all the way down, if you're wearing a necklace like it's a lay, like you're in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So my answer is it's a Rogers problem. <laughs> okay. The the solution needs to be a Lafleur one because we're at the point now with Rogers where I think we we're we're getting what we get. I don't think Rogers. I mean, he, he's doing psychedelics for God's sake, and he's the same guy. Like that's that's the last like emergency. But I do button. like Rogers in the football field because at least he cares about winning a football game. Lafleur doesn't. Is that what you're saying? I don't think Tom Brady does. Oh, I like the I like the take that he's quiet quitting. I've heard he's that quiet from a lot quitting. of people. Well, he's got nowhere else to go. Okay, actually, this is something that interests me because we watch and listen to all the press conferences, right? I actually, I don't anymore. It's been the best part oh, of not working in radio. The way that so so Brady is dealing with like marriage struggle, right? And he's asked about it in a press conference one time, and Brady, I listen to Brady and pressers, and I'm blown away at how he just like throws cold water on everything. He's like about his marriage. He's like, yeah, it's, you know, human. It's natural for people to, to wonder what's going on. Like, I get it, you know, whatever. And no one brought it up again. And I wonder if Rogers is in this situation, like how he would have responded. You know, like how these guys are wired differently. I don't know. He'd be like, yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> There's always got to be something with that guy. Like even the jumbotron at the end of the game. I was like, okay, yep. This is the most predictable thing. It's cryptic. It's not going to, not going to tell us what he saw. Or how he saw it. It's just enough to just get us on the hook and populate the the kind of guy that if he ever got married, he would say to his friends, me and Blue of Earth aren't dating anymore. What do you mean? You're not dating. Yeah. What happened? Oh, we're not dating. Okay. Did you hear Rogers broke up? Bro, I never said broke up. I said we're not dating. We're married. It's like the... uh, It's like the doctor from Arrested Development. He's going to be. He's going. He's going to be all right. Oh, thank goodness! By by, and I. I don't know how you're taking this news so well. He he lost his left hand. Like I said, he's going to be all right. (laughs) Okay, so Packers are two and one. I think they're going to smoke New England this weekend. Here's why. Here's here's. I'm trying to enter the head of Matt Lafleur. I think Matt Lafleur hopefully by this point understands that this team needs to be properly motivated. They need a, a carrot to, to chase. 
week one, oh, it's just week one, it doesn't matter. Versus the Bears, come out slow, oh, it's just the Bears, it doesn't matter. Like, this team needs, they need some scratch, they need some skin in the game. I think if I was Matt LaFleur, this week, all week long, I'd be saying, we can end New England's season on Sunday. We can break this team. If we smoke them and blow them out in their first game without Mac Jones, this team's already teetering. They don't have any coaches, any, any position that makes sense. We can end this team's season. And I think that the guys are going to hear that and they're going to respond. They're going to say, we're out for blood. And they're going to come out and they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna play on Sunday, Bart. That's, that's how I would do this. You see Matt LaFleur doing that? He should. Do you think Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's got to have a nasty edge behind closed doors when we don't see him. He's very handsome, nice man, not fiery at all in press conferences, but you know behind closed doors, like football coaches are psychopaths, all of them. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I think this, I mean, it's at Lambeau, right? I want, I want a blowout. I want an honest-to-goodness blowout. We were close to Chicago where he got up 14 and it felt like it was happening and then it didn't. I want an honest-to-goodness blowout like we used to get like, before the McCarthy era went south, we had a bunch of them in 2014. Like, we used to get them all the time. We don't get them anymore. Yeah, I want more Jordan Love reps. I do. He's our future, man. Why not? And in some of these games, hopefully, like, Christian Watson can come back. Hopefully, I, I don't know the extent of his injury. But I, I hope the next couple of weeks is like, okay, we're playing some bummy teams. We can really start to open things up for Watson and Dobbs. That's the dream. Do you think I, they should just start Jordan Love? No. This weekend? This do, weekend. Do, how much do you enjoy coming on this show and just firing from the hip? Because you know that when you're gone, I'm going to have to deal with all these texts and calls. It's like, oh, Winkler's an idiot. He's a Rogers hater. I know you're kidding, and it's funny, but you realize what you're doing. The Bar Winkler podcast, available on <laughs> Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcast. It was my intention to ask you Oktoberfest at the end, because I thought maybe you had a story. You already brought it up once, so this is a callback like a stand-up comedian would do. Uh, Bart, earlier in, the, in our conversation, you mentioned Oktoberfest. You used to reside in La Crosse, as we've discussed. Do you have a, do you have a fun Oktoberfest story? Certainly, there's got to be something. I'm trying to set you up like a late-night host. Certainly, so you have, have some to, crazy yeah, friends. Oh, Grant, uh, it was great. So we used to cover the Oktoberfest parade at WKBT. Mm-hmm. And um, for whatever reason, I never was able to walk in it. At uh, News Channel Eight, when I worked there as a reporter, I never got the call up to to walk in the the parade, and uh, I had uh, I had left TV. We come back a couple weeks later, uh, just as visitors, and I see my old station walking in the parade. So you know what I do? What'd you do? I jump the barricade. <laughs> yeah, and I I run right up to Mike Thompson. Mm-hmm. And I walk and I hand out candy to the kids. <laughs> so if I, I, if I work in there, I'm not in the parade. Mm-hmm. I'm not working there. <laughs> and I'm in the parade. Oh, Bart Winkler podcast. Listen and subscribe. Uh, by the way, just, just, just to keep you abreast of current events on the cross, they've shortened the parade and really heightened police presence because we were told, and we have a news presence in our building as well, that parades are now... Uh, a situation that how do I put this? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Parades are... Yeah, I, I, that's where we are at, man. It yes. Sucks. So I, I will conclude this conversation by saying if you were to try that today and you leapt a barricade into the parade, maybe it would have gone differently. Yeah, a lot of things that I used to do would now be considered criminal acts. Dude, I'm jealous that you were young and dumb in a time where not everything was recorded. It was pretty great. I envy you for that. 
I envy you for that. Anyways, that's Bart Winkler, Bart Winkler Show. Listen and subscribe. I've, I've damaged a lot of property. Anything else you want to admit to before I let you go? Yeah, no ring cameras to, to catch me. <laughs> Thanks, Bart. Bye, Grant. We got the whole Bart Winkler experience in. Check out the podcast. Let's let Jimmy Buffett play us out on a Fins Up Friday. Thanks for listening to the Wisco Sports Show. My name, Grant Bills, as always. I'll be back on Monday. Talk to you at four. Watching the Sunday Fins Up, everybody. All of those tourists covered with oil.